than ever, motherfuckers. Does it have to be a clap? Is there something proprietary about the clap? No, it doesn't. It's like need you to be can't. You the pod gods don't allow you to record unless you do the magic pod clap. I wish. Honestly, we don't need like normally you do the clap to match audio and video. That's not even why we do it. Oh. It's not a. We do it just so I know when when we start the show. All right. <laughs> Because our which, audio which is we recorded separately, isn't it? Yeah, our audio is recorded separately. Because mm-hmm. the few times... You know those few episodes where audio is like distinctly not good? Yeah. That's the few times we haven't recorded separately. Right. <laughs> what you're saying is the times I've edited it, which... Dang. <laughs> now, I fully admit that the way I do it is much lazier. Um, hey, where's where's Joe Bean? I thought he was supposed to be joining us for this episode. Oh, no. Well, I mean... So the bad news is that he's not here, but the good news is that he's not here because he, uh, and I'll, I'll ask him if I can say this. We can edit it out. If not, uh, he today. Oh, that's huge. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Just On Twitter. Also, hello and welcome to the It Is Nigh podcast. Hello. We're so happy to have you here. Yes. And we are, we are at, um. It is not a pod, but Chris, it's a little chilly out. Well, I don't know. It's probably not chilly out where you are, but it's chilly out where I am. And you know what that means. It's time to make a little hairy stew. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate that, but no. I mean, it sorry. Means... It seemed like you were setting me up for that. <laughs> it means that it is pie. So it is. Uh, look at your cute little pie cute box. Little pie. I thought that they would just sell. I mean, I just went to like Target. And I thought that they would sell like just single pieces of pie. But I found that there were only like many pies. So I grabbed the only one that I like didn't know what it is, which is a southern buttermilk pie. Oh. So that at some point will be busted into on the it is pie pod. Hashtag it is I'm- pie. Hashtag it is pie. Welcome to the month of November. This is our first November pod. This is going to be a rough month for this podcast. <laughs> no way, dude. Um, but we're calling it it is pie. Actually, it really might be. It might not be. We'll see how it goes. I'm pretty hey, excited. Yeah. I honestly feel way better this week than I did last week when I had to miss because I'm only working one job for this month. And go. that means 11 to 12 instead of, you know. 14 to 15 hours a day. 11 to 12. (laughs) No, that's not the actual times I work. That's just the number of hours. That would be a very solid (laughs) time period in which to work, admittedly. Though I I do love that when you see bars that have those types of times because you're not allowed to be open the whole day (laughs) in in the U.S. So they'll be open literally from like 6.30 in the morning to like 5.45 in the morning. (laughs) And then there's like a 45-minute period where they're like closed because they have Legally. Yeah. (laughs) Good work, guys. Clean up for the Uh, next day. Oh, wait, it's here. (laughs) Go, 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 go. What do you mean you don't want minimum wage to do this? I was about to say minimum wage. 
<gasps> Winimum Maze. That's a my great name. D&D name. I'm the Winimum. I am. The... <laughs> <laughs> Did that should be a D&D name? Yeah. Oh, it absolutely should. That could be what I what, what I use this cape for when I'm not Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Harrison is wearing Winimum. a real-life custom-made Doctor Strange cape right now. And he looks fucking fabulous. Thank you. You should take a, a picture of yourself and throw it on the twits tonight so people will be like, oh, they're talking about the cape he was wearing in that tweet he posted. <laughs> I can do that. Whenever this episode comes out, which could be as soon as tonight Perhaps. or it could be as late as Sunday. We'll see. <laughs> okay, in that case, we will time the picture with... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Harrison's making quite the face right now while he's taking this photo. Ooh. He's got his lips well, that's in that a, nice yeah. little like no, 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 shape. Well, they'll they'll see it because that's my yeah. Name. But I, it's a it's an audio medium, and oh, I think true. it's fun to describe what you look like. That's true because then <laughs> then they can like rush to the tweeters. One of two things will happen: they can either rush to the tweeters and see like, oh, this is the face that Chris was describing. Holy shit! What a dis- what a brilliantly descriptive man he is that was exactly what he, i yeah. like only described your lips but yes yeah <laughs> lips like sugar sugar kiss. it's not what i said but all right um it's what the honeyman <laughs> said mr wyden but the point obviously being that they could either do that or they could uh they will have already seen it and they're like oh so that's what he posted that for or a third option uh third? they've stopped listening <laughs> Which which might be the I don't, most likely. I don't know. You can never you can never tell with our group. We love yeah. that you're here. Um, yeah. We're gonna actually get started with the news soon. We we really are this time. Uh, I do no leaderboards. Did I sacrifice do, my leaderboard? No no no. I I was I'm segueing to the leaderboard mm, right okay. now. So he's in full control, folks. But I want I want to say before we get there, you know, don't forget to rate us five stars if you're listening on Apple Music. Give us a review. Engage with the actual podcast if you can. Yeah. It amazingly and definitely helps. Yeah. Because since we've been doing this, we've been getting an increase in listenership that is a little hilarious. What is more hilarious is that we are down 50% listens after last week's episode, but I think that's because we had gotten into the habit briefly of posting midweek, and last week's episode went up on a on Halloween, which, Ooh. while it is fun to have a Halloween episode, I think people were busy. So... That's fair. That's perfectly fair. So I don't think it's our fault. I think it was just a holiday. I think it was just the fact that I should have edited it the day i recorded it but i was like eh. oh dude i i can't blame it. you and then sunday came i'm like oh fuck i mean i have a youtube channel i haven't posted anything on in like six months at this point and well, i don't plan to until next year yeah i also <laughs> had to figure out how to because i thought that my mic was going to pick up like the uh i don't know if you've even listened to it but there's a segment where we watch um like political ads i thought that my mic was going to pick it up but it didn't, so I just had to, like, take the audio from the political ads and, like, sync it up to, like, generally where we were, like, speaking over it. That's All irritating. That I'm sorry you had to do that. I did oh, listen no, to it, no, though. No, it was very funny. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, 
Speaking of politics, though, Uh-oh. that's a nice, easy segue to the yeah. show, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of places to start. Mm-hmm. But today, the day we're recording, is Wednesday, November 3rd. And it feels like the most obvious place to start is Virginia. Mm. Harrison, I feel like you have more... I have the basics mm. of the governor race, the gubernatorial race mm-hmm. in Virginia. Mm-hmm. But the Republicans won, mm-hmm. not by a lot, mm-hmm. but like, you know, they, they won very clearly. Mm-hmm. It's what's-his-face and mm-hmm. not the other what's-his-face. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Uh, also, can you name the candidates for me? It's McAuliffe and Young something King. else. Youngkin, the Republicans, Youngkin, the Democrats, McAuliffe. For the past several years, everyone's kind of hated McAuliffe because he's, you know, just like a corrupt governor, like most governors are. Yeah. And uh, also, Virginia kind of historically has the flip floppy sitch when it comes to their governors, though. They tend to trade parties back and forth pretty consistently. Yeah, but they hadn't for a while. Uh, because. Did, was McAuliffe elected twice? No. Just one, oh. but also like uh, north of. This was his second attempt. Yes, gotcha. because you can't in in Virginia. There's a law that you can't uh, uh, be governor two consecutive terms. Like there's no, I don't think gotcha. there's actually a limit on how many times you can. It just can't be consecutive terms. So then his, uh, his his like lieutenant governor, then became governor. That's Northam, uh, who who was basically like the Joe Biden-ish, you know, just kind of like, gotcha. I'm going to be like ex- just an extension of that other guy. <laughs> I'm going to try to rebarren that other guy with my name. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> the other guy, A, wasn't that popular, you know, which first of all, I mean, one of the richest things I've seen is that <laughs> so many of the Democrats in Virginia are trying to blame the progressives. You know, y'all are why we lost. And it's like, oh my God. Hat, like, it is 2021. You're telling me between 2021 and 2016, you learned exactly nothing about how to motivate voters and push them <laughs> to the polls? Because you put up this fucking, I mean, somebody should have stopped this. You know, like, they're party elders, they can basically christen whoever they want. They told McCall to like fuck off. Now's not the time. Would have worked. And on top of that, gotta hand it to the man. I mean, I hate him. There, you can de- within within the 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 right, you know, in in America, you can definitely do a lot worse than Youngkin. However, uh, yeah. Uh, well, time will tell. The man I, has well, never served true. before. That's true. They also claimed the uh, one of the chambers. Which sucks. Um, yeah, oh, and that's... then on top of that, basically what this proved is that the approach of you can like get all of those conservatives that were horrified by January sixth, you can get them back by just like keeping Trump at arm's length, but fully utilizing him through like robo calls to the right people. You know, basically you use Trump. To turn out like the Hicks and the people that like you know like the unknown voter of 2016, the fabled unknown voter, those yeah. people showed up, you know, because Trump told them to. But at the same time, the people that 
at least have half a brain to know well enough that like there was a serious attack on if not if not like the proceedings then certainly at least on like the physical structure of like the seat of our democracy and everything that that stands for yeah. they i mean it was least, a physical attack recognize on... that it's that and like condemn him for that but that's the thing. Youngkin didn't, like, fully embrace him. Didn't have him, like, on the campaign trail. So they got to, like, feel good about themselves. So you get all those people back, plus all the shit that, um... Like, all the base like all, of Trump. Right. All the Trump base. Right. All the Trump base, plus McAuliffe being, like, a pitifully boring candidate. <laughs> that everybody, It's like, we know how you are as governor, and it's like, fine at best. Why the fuck would we want you back? Yeah, McAuliffe, like, the, I actually saw some, like, Yunkin was out there doing ads. He was on, another thing he was doing for the Trump base, which is very smart, is he was appearing on, in his governor race, he was appearing on um, crazy right-wing neo-fascist, like, radio talk shows. Right. Just by being on those shows, there are the moderate, you know, more centrist Republicans who don't listen to those shows aren't mm-hmm. going to know he was there. And he doesn't have to say anything pro specifically pro-Trump because the pro-Trump people are listening. And just by him being on the show is like this little secret acknowledgement of like accepting this base and wanting them on their side. It was like a right. very clever way to run it. Meanwhile, right. it's like you see footage of like McAuliffe at campaign events and even the supporters who fucking showed up to the campaign events. These are the people who are supposed to be the most energized for a politician are the people who are like showing up and volunteering or going to donate at campaign events. And they are, they just looked so like hollow like they would just be like like we we're we're doing this because we don't want the other guy to win but not because we want McAuliffe to win it's just the we know the other guy's worse right which unfortunately is how like a lot of I mean that's exactly what the recall was here in California like everyone was like you know we just gotta vote for Gavin Newsom so we don't get a crazy but like no one wanted to no (laughs) And the and the fact that they like that you know, so many Democrat voters just rest on their laurels because they're like, oh well, like if California was fine, like Virginia will be fine. It's like, why 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 do you think those are the same at all? Why do you think that's <laughs> even a comparable? It's not even the same type of race. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's like you're talking about California, which is like, what is it? It's some insane amount of Democratic voters. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's an insane amount of Republican voters in California as well. Right. I but mean, but far more Democratic. Yeah. Voters. I mean, the only the I guess the only thing they even kind of have in common is that there are more registered Democrats in Virginia than Republican, but they're not fucking showing up. Because it's an off-year election, dude. Like, what? Well, and was this... uh, And this is a question I I probably should have looked up the answer to, but we've both been busy. Maybe you know. Is there mail-in voting in Virginia? Yes. Is it all mail-in voting, or do you have to select... Do you have to, like, pick that you want to be a mail-in voter? Uh, That one. That's I think that's a major difference that is that California I honestly don't know. Oh, you mean Gavin... does, does Virginia just send out ballots to everyone? Correct. Oh fuck no. 
Yeah, so that I honestly, California didn't do that until the pandemic. Yeah. And they and they have just cemented that as law now. Yeah. So every election, every registered voter gets a ballot in their mailbox. You can still go to the poll and turn it in in person, but mm. you are going to get a ballot at your house. And I honestly think that is like part of why Gavin swept cuz I thought he might I thought he was going to win, but I thought it was going to be a lot closer. But he like won by a landslide and i think part of that has to do with like well it's hard to justify not voting when the ballot's on your kitchen table like it's (laughs) you just kind of do it which is exactly why republicans are anti-mail-in voting because Mm -hmm. they know that if more people vote it hurts their chances at rule and it also is just like hey guess what like of course you're gonna vote if the ballot's in your house you don't have any fucking reason not to yeah like the unfortunate thing about that, though, is that, and I mean, I totally get it for the pandemic, but uh, it, I believe in it in principle, but I do have to admit, I I understand why it is, you know, the kernel of doubt that becomes so many conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not at all saying that, like... I don't think it is more so than anything else, though. Really? Like, I don't think going to the polls makes me feel any more confident than... When I go to the polls, I am in a little stall that anyone could look around the wall of. Yeah. I am dealing with a lot of strangers and handing things off to a lot of strangers. And sure, it's going in a box that i'm not looking at really i don't actually know what's happening at a polling place and i feel like if i wanted to find a conspiracy in my brain and make one up i can do it just as easily at a polling place maybe even more easily because i actually see people actually doing stuff than i could at a mail-in voting where it's like yeah i'm putting it in the fucking mail and waving goodbye and i trust that because I use the mail, and my shit normally gets to where it's going. Yeah, no, like, I mean, it's... no, no, no. I totally agree with all of that. I, I, and I'm not at all saying that, like, I don't trust a uh, a, a universal mail-in system. I'm just saying, oh, of course. like, I just, it's, it's I unfortunately don't, no. one of those things that that they're just going to take issue with. You know, oh, like, I mean, I know no matter, they're going almost to. no matter what. That's more but that's what kind I mean of... by, like, well, I don't agree with it. I can definitely see how it is, like, a very easy sell for, like, a Marjorie Taylor Greene type to be like, oh, do you see how everyone's getting a ballot? Well, what what's to stop me from gathering up all of my friends' ballots and sending them in? You would get reported by those people that you still – what the fuck are you talking about? Do you honestly <laughs> I mean... think that somebody doesn't get their ballot, they don't, um, like and, – and they're expecting it, they don't, like – say something yeah i guess i like i don't care that they do that because they did that already because they like yes it's it's the crazy right wing they're gonna make up some fakakta thing no matter what we're talking about that's true to demonstrate their point more what i'm saying is that it it just like it it is veering more and more into just like i mean you know there's always been conspiracy but we're talking about dangerous dangerous like conspiracy to the point where like they're gonna start using it as justification and already are to like take away people's voting rights you know oh it's it's they're big time they're like using it as that kind of like like that level of intensity 
with like, That's oh, a- if they're going to do this, this is how we're going to strike back. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I think it's worth talking about voting rights, not planned. This isn't even in my little list here. But I, I think that's a good thing to mention because I basically Nancy Pelosi and like the leadership, I think like in Chuck Schumer and stuff on the DNC side mm-hmm. are starting to get very pushy with a lot of policy initiatives, mm-hmm. which indicates that they do not think that they are going to hold on to power right. for the second half of Biden's term, Right, which makes sense which frankly but it's also kind of like like i don't think they will either but i'm also i I just hate how they can think that it's Mm -hmm. obvious that they think that Mm -hmm. and yet why are we not working our asses off to pass the for the people bill so we can you know have a federal something yeah just like or any rewrite a new piece of legislation that will just protect voting rights right why do why why do we keep letting the news cycle get away from that one's like no 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 go back to like give me a status update on that it's like it's over no no it's it's not pass it's not over why are we admitting why was it quashed who quashed it give us their their office numbers and let us go there but like but actually like yeah, I mean, send them or whatever. Like, that would help. But, like, it would help me. fucking, f- like, what are you doing, leadership? Like, you guys are actually the ones who, it'll be in the news cycle if you mm-hmm. push for it. Yeah. It'll be the thing we talk about if you make it the thing we talk about. And, yeah, you're not going to fucking win elections again if you don't pass this bill. You might never win elections again if you don't pass this bill. Right. Like, that's kind of what we're gearing up for and i just like can't i can't wrap my head around why that isn't the top priority like i really i'm at a point where it's like i can't even say it's like oh because they're rich and they're the bad guys too Mm. and it's like yes to an extent they are like all political leadership in this country is like full of shitty rich people but like they they still like to win they still like to be part of this club that mm-hmm. they call Congress, and you can't do that if the people who would put you there can't fucking vote. Right. So, what are you doing? Right, this like, is I, an I, existential. Especially <laughs> since like the other side is fucking mobilizing, you know? Yeah, all across the country, all those little legislatures drawing up maps, bullshitty maps. Yeah, these fun, fun new maps. They're doing that. I mean, we've been having this all-out battle in L.A. I, I don't know if it's been officially decided yet, but the city district I live in voted for a city council member named Nithya Raman. She is the first uh, city council member to unseat an incumbent in Los Angeles city history. She won the overwhelming majority of the vote for this district, And they are literally trying now to, after she's been elected for less than a full year, they are trying to take the district, the part of her district that I live in, and put it in another district so she represents fewer people and can, like, affect less change for good in these areas. Which is just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, everyone I know voted for it. Like, you're literally... It, to the point where, and, and the city council in Los Angeles is like predominantly 
you know, DNC. And they, it's because she wants to like actually do something about corruption and Mm. actually help people. And, and they're fucking just undoing the voters will with this. This is, it's undoing an election. They already tried a recall on her and it failed. Right. And because guess what? The voters voted for her and they want her to be the rep. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. And then they're just now like, well, I guess if we can't make it work with a recall, We'll just, like, go into these back rooms and, like, redraw the districts, which there actually has been a lot of hullabaloo about it. And, like, I myself and, like, a bunch of people I know have been, like, sending in tons of emails and, like, I can't listen to the city meeting calls. They have public calls that you can, like, listen in on Mm. and even, like, wait in line to, like, say your piece. But it's always at a time when I'm at work. So it's just like, well, fuck, I can't do that. But... It's just like this shit, it ha- it's happening everywhere. And I think, I mean, to the L.A. thing, it's like it's not even necessarily a party thing. Right. Like it's just like a grip on power, like no change, no betterment. And I, I think part of that is normal corruption that mm. is like you can see throughout history. I do think there is a um, a doomsday element, though. I don't know if you kind of feel that way, but like we all have that to quote Bo Burnham, that funny feeling of <laughs> of everything kind of changing in a in a massive holistic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just at the tip of that. But it's clearly a cultural feel. It's something all of us are experiencing. And I just wonder if the people who have power, because they have so much more to lose than most of us, mm-hmm. uh, are behaving in these like irrational, like power hungry ways partially because they always would but partially because of this like subconscious fear that they're about to like lose everything and this is what they have and they just need to like consolidate the power while it's in their hands as much as possible i mean they're certainly acting that way and that's the thing i mean i don't feel bad about putting this sure what i just said was a lot of speculation but like it's it's supported by their actions (laughs) i mean what if what a fun time it's uh, no but the the it's just, <laughs> you have them just openly denying pretty basic science for the sake of votes you know just like potentially oh, yeah. getting so many people killed just to i mean i don't know why i'm surprised i think we also all feel that like america has slipped out of like the top seat in the world and now we're just like listing leisurely along trying to figure out where we fit and it's like oh wait looks like most of our shit's going on back home we gotta gotta (laughs) fix that (laughs) yeah we uh it's weird i feel like the only reason we like have any respect on the international stage is is honestly just because we have a shit ton of nukes <laughs> like mm. like it kind of at this point My feels like God, the only reason respect. anyone cares is because like we do a fair amount of humanitarian work via mm. our military and mm. that humanitarian work is you know military and mm. a little imperialistic so it's mm. like there's a hold on power just by the presence of u.s forces in different places but, like, when it comes to, like, watching world leaders, like, in these meetings, like, ooh, this is a nice segue, like, COP26 happening right now in Glasgow, which is the big climate 
summit of like i don't know i guess the 26 richest countries or something um or maybe it's the 26 biggest polluters i don't know or maybe it has nothing to do with 26 countries i actually think it doesn't because like 100 countries just agreed to something so never mind what i just said but like you know we see them do these do these like get-togethers and like biden and trump neither have looked good in those settings like not because they themselves look like shit which they do but everyone else there when you see the photos and the videos the other world leaders like look at american leaders now with like utter disdain like it used to be annoyance and now it is just like total disdain like oh just fuck we're also just like in no position (laughs) i mean like biden was in an unbelievably weak position to be like hey y'all cut out those emissions didn't didn't one man just sink all your plans to cut out coal (laughs) yeah well mind your own fucking business china yeah just sent a note sent a little paper airplane over and just had a middle finger drawn on it yeah, China wasn't there, which is a bit of a problem. The U.S. was there, but that never means anything because anything it's the president says. a bit says, of a problem. Yeah, if the president agrees to something at a summit, he still has to take whatever he agrees to back to Congress to get them to give it the thumbs up. So to if, if we don't. Manchin, to just grovel yeah. to Mansion and Cinema. Like, I. I this is another, like, another Biden thing that I just don't respect, and also why, like, he. I hate references to him being like the next FDR just because like this bill he wants to push through is like really big. First of all, it's really not that big. It was going to be 3.5 trillion over 10 years, which is less than half of the spending we do on our military in that period of time. Also now it's what half that over 10 years. It's like just way, way less. It was already a super affordable proposal because it wasn't like we were writing a check for 3.5 trillion it was gonna be dolled out doled out in a reasonable amount every year and now it's gonna be even less and do less but like also the dude doesn't know for someone who was in the senate for how long how long was he in the senate for harrison 30 years yeah yeah like a long ass time why the fuck is he not just being the world's biggest bully to these people like i mean i understand he doesn't have the people on these dude he's ancient yeah i mean yeah that's the other thing it's like why do we keep electing just just dead corpses octogenarians yeah uh our whole geriatric government we have a supreme court of fogies congress old fogies we're born at the turn of the last century and we expect these people at the end of their lives <laughs> to do something about our futures. <laughs> Yay! We really played our cards right um, on this whole dealio. Well, I'm going to have but pie. While Harrison's tasting the pie and he's going to let us know how it is, I do have a little happy news to lighten the mood. Now, take it with a grain of salt, because as we were just elucidating, these agreements are not binding. But a hundred of the world's countries have agreed to 
cut emissions, I think, by or methane emissions specifically by 30 percent in the next 10 years. Yeah. Or methane if you're British. And and also deforestation. I think we're going to I think it was like in the next. Yeah. By 2030 or 2031, all deforestation uh, will stop. Well, they have agreed to stop all deforestation within 10 years. Worldwide? Worldwide. Brazil agreed to this. Like, the countries, like, all the countries, Indonesia, like, the countries with the biggest forests agreed to this, which is huge. That said, kind of concerned, like, at least on the news, you hear people say, a lot of activists are saying that's not fast enough. And the way the news reports that is is begging for you to roll your eyes at the activists and be like, oh, just take the W, man. Right. Take the win. Right. And here's the thing. Ten years is actually a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about ten years in your own life. If you tell Brazil, hey, you're not allowed to cut down the forest in ten years, what do you think they're going to busy themselves with over the next ten years? You can't cut down forests if there's no forest. Chris. Easy. <laughs> Boom. There's your answer. It's just like such a nothing agreement is the problem. It's like once you actually think about what it means after they've said it, it's like, oh, so nothing. It's it's nothing. Like the activists are right per usual. This is not enough. Nope. Like we need like it's stuff not enough to even happen. if they stick to it, which they're not fucking gonna. Yeah. I mean, even if we stop deforestation in five years, that wouldn't be soon enough. Like, we needed to stop it yesterday. Like, it's not it's not a thing like that that is going to be okay in 10 years. And I don't even, I mean, we'll, we'll keep seeing how COP26 turns out. But so far, generally disappointing. You're going to hear things that sound like they're good news. And if you need it on a bad day, take the W for your mental health. It's good news. But if you're doom spiraling and and you like doing that, you know, fuck them. Because it's actually bad news and it's not enough. But before we get on to bad content, Harrison's eating pie over there. Harrison, what is it? How is it? Tell us about your pie. I would love to, Chris. This is a, a... What's her name? What's her name? Patty La Patty La something. Patty LaBelle. It's a Patty LaBelle Southern Buttermilk Pie. I didn't know Patty LaBelle made pies. I don't know who that is. She's like why does her name yeah. ring a bell to me? Maybe mm-hmm. she's like a famous cook, which would make a lot of sense. That would but make I a thought fair she amount was just sense. No, yeah, she's a singer and an actress. I thought that oh. was weird. <laughs> Patty LaBelle. Make uh, mean pie. I, um, well, that's good for you, Patty good. LaBelle. I don't know, like, what it is. That's why I picked it. It's because, like, everything else is, like, cherry blueberry. What the fuck is southern buttermilk? Um, Good branding? Kind of tastes like custard, I guess. <laughs> good. I like it. Hey. Very eggy. I like it. We egg. do love an eggy pie. Mm. Um... Well, I'm going to let Harrison keep chewing, but we're at the half hour mark here, which means I think it's time to transition to some bad content um, with a little music by our pal, The Future Cooperative. Woo! 
we're back. That was oh. uh, a nice little time. Nice little pie. Mm. I didn't realize until I saw Harrison lift the uh, pie dish out of his box how small that pie actually was. Are there no. multiple pies? No. Oh, it was it was the perspective listener. It was mm. the distance from the camera that fueled me. Oh yeah. It's also wow. the size of Harrison's hand. Holy shit! He's just got a he's got big clampers. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> uh, they ain't just for attracting mates. Um, <laughs> so I decided to unleash some fresh hell on your ass. Yeah, you did. Uh, super book. Take a look. Super. It's super book, Chris. We're back to super book. Uh, yeah. The one that no one voted for in the last poll we did, which is fine. I wasn't hurt by that at all. <laughs> what did everyone vote for in that poll? I totally saw uh, it, I but I Bible feel Man. like that was a month ago. Oh, Man and we did Bible Man, right? Hmm? I think we did Bible Man in response to that. We, we did. followed through. We sure did. Okay. And I think Good that cut. was the last bite. Like, we twisted our arms and we're fucking fine. We'll give you. Um, I want. Oh, man. This sucks Uh-oh. for you. I just. This is. This is. This is an aside. Um, but I just figured out another thing. I just had another, like, like, uh, 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 Super early age memory recovery. Oh, no. Yeah. Dude, you are about to get, like, steeped in so much Christian content. It's going to be All right. wild. Well, next week is Bible. All right, next week is my choice, is though. The ne- I'm, yeah, not, fine, I'm not watching fine, fucking fine. Salty the Singing Bible. You don't have to. <laughs> hey, man, you're lucky I'm not getting into the donut, man. But anyway... <laughs> We've got Superbook. We've got Superbook season two, episode six, all about dreams. We are back with old Joseph. Old, old Joseph, Joseph. Who I would. So if you know your B I B L E or the Quran, even, or the. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Very prominent story because it's about one of the patriarchs, right? So. Mm-hmm. He is sold into slavery, and whilst in slavery, uh, his master's wife tries to seduce him. Unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. It's uh, true. It's unsuccessful. For which she uh, claims that he uh, had his way with her to the husband who has him thrown in prison, Joseph in prison. Uh, I was really wondering how Superbook was going to handle it, and the answer was they didn't. <laughs> they just like, like they straight up juked the story all together and just like made up some bullshit about a brother, which is not in the story in the biblical account. Um, and like the fact that he's like a lazy, good for nothing, whatever. So Joseph is like the the housekeeper or whatever. Um, and they like plant money on him, and they're and she's like, "Oh, he like stole from me." I'm like, "What the what? No, that's not how it goes." Though a very modern, a very modern rendition on the on the OG tale. That is true. Uh, there are some other ways that this tale goes, however, which I I found to be pretty amusing. 
Uh, one that I was not familiar with, but uh, perhaps I'm excited. So where Harrison has gotten to in his description is actually where I have gotten to in this video. I couldn't finish it in time before we started recording, but I gotta say, I'm excited to find out what happens after little Joseph gets caught stealing. Oh, and he gets thrown in the dungeon. Yes, That's the he last gets thing thrown in the dungeon with, like, I think the baker and, like, the cup bearer, some shit like that. Or, like, the wine dude. Whatever. They have they have these dreams, and they have Joseph, and Joseph interpret them, and... To like the wine dude, he's like, "Oh, your dream means that uh, <laughs> that you're just gonna get let out like pretty soon." And then the other guy's like, "Whoa, that's a great like prophecy. Now, do me, do me." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh no, you, you, they're gonna execute you." <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like, and they're not really coy about that. Like, I find it really funny that they just like avoid any mention of sex altogether. But like. They're talking about somebody being like hung, and it's just like, oh yeah, totally sure. fine. Yeah. Now this one has just like a hilarious non-amount of uh of the so the first as you saw the first like I don't know five minutes are devoted outside of the 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 Bible digital world uh, with like the cousins or whatever, but Yuri and Gizmo do not feature prominently in this episode at all, which I know you love because you fucking hate Yuri. Um, I do though. It starts with them uh, as it does. As it does. Uh, because basically the only time that they appear is like a a certain amount of time passes and the way that the show transitions is to be like, ah, Let's transport to the market. Okay. And then he hits a few buttons and he's like, oh shit, six years past or something. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're just there. And then, uh, the, like a Pharaoh has the dream. And then the cup bear is like, oh shit. I totally forgot. Like a bunch of years ago, this dude, like basically told me I was going to get out of jail because he interpreted my dream, which is like, fuck you guy. Like, no, too little, too late. What the fuck? The fuck did she say something earlier? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, then Joseph interprets his dream, and Farrah's like, "You're, dude, you're my governor, man. You're like my fucking <laughs> chief." Because it has something. It has something to do with like, there's going to be like six, certain amount of years of of like good harvest, and then a famine, and then that many years of famine. So Joseph is like, "Let's store up shit." Right. So it becomes Wait, wait, wait. Just to just to be clear, since I haven't uh, seen this part, is this the biblical tale or is this the superbook version of the biblical tale? Well both. Um, okay. um the, the like this part it doesn't change like anything. Okay. Basically. Okay. Um well, ex- except for the fact that everybody is white. Obviously that's absurd. But right. <laughs> I mean they're in fucking Egypt. You know, like even in the Middle East, you can't really get away with like the skin tone that they are. But like, Pharaoh, Pharaoh looks like he's from fucking Ireland, dude. Yeah, they are all. It is. It's just animated white people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all of that happens. But I have a fun, fun little aside about some Jewish traditions of how this story goes. First of all, so that's the Superbook. It, it pretty that's that's how the story progressed but this has me thinking a lot about uh how like one of the main stories in the bible 
is about a woman falsely accusing a man of rape. Oh my god. And him being like persecuted for I think it. I'm like weirdly glad I haven't like that just like isn't floating around in my head because uh-huh. if that had cemented at a young age I'd probably be a much more terrible person. But holy shit. I that like shed some light on a lot of thinking that yeah. I <laughs> oh, yeah. oh that's sad. Wow. I mean like it's it's right there. And like some scholars have said shit like Oh no! Actually, what, what what are they? What are they saying? They, they they say something like it's not her her like sin is basically like pulling rank on him, you know? Which like I I guess that's true, but even still, like this is fundamentally about like this guy who's like presented as a hero for like denying the salacious woman. Then like, right. All right. Well, then, fuck you. I'm a, I'm a, you rape me. Which also is something. Just as as a as an aside on biblical scholars, mm. f- fuck them. Like in as a as a group, and I know I shouldn't generalize, but I'm going to. Mm. You can't. You you just can't mm. assume that the that a, anything written. A thousand plus years ago mm-hmm. is reliable. You know yeah. why? Because they're written by people a thousand plus years ago. And we're alive today and we're right. people. And a lot of people write a lot of stuff in the yeah. modern era. And a lot of it's utter bullshit. I don't, and I'm not saying everything's utter bullshit. Go, the physical Achilles fought a river with a sword. Like, exactly. What? No. He did. No scholar of any other ancient text goes, oh, this is 100% true, and there was no ulterior motive. It's like, yeah, a dude wrote this story, and maybe he, like, raped someone and was accused of it and was angry about it and, like, put this whole, detail in. And even if he didn't, maybe the <laughs> countless people that added to it and edited it and took it away, like, over the countless centuries... Yeah, it's like this is a this is a tome written on three continents over the course of two thousand years by no one knows how many people. Mm. Like, it's not exactly not the exactly most trustworthy source. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just just wanted to point that out because I had never I had never thought about how prominently uh, false accusation of rape played into uh the origin story of one of the patriarchs that is yeah don't like th- don't like those implications but moving moving a little on uh <laughs> i found that in the quran and in some later like uh jewish traditions there's man you actually bit. did some like research on our bad content today i did i did a little well this was fucking me up dude like i was like <laughs> oh my god like and, and then of course i looked it up and i was like yes dude so many like scholars and especially female scholars have been like yo what the fuck about this story like, okay, okay 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 cool 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 cool, cool. just make because like i'm shook i'm shook about this i never never really thought about this oh i'm all worked up chris um <laughs> full snaggle close there for a second but yes in some of these uh traditions in the quran there's like a bit more of a story where like since it gets out that that uh that she wanted to sleep with him so like the other bougie uh uh 
slave owner wives women whatever and like the court they were like yo what yo she wants to like fuck a like a servant that's like mad fucked up like yo that's terrible you're 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 so you're so but you know they were also fucked up because they were like you you don't want to fuck him because he's like a lower class so then she like gives everyone like some oranges and a knife and then has and Joseph was supposed to be like really hot, like even the biblical account says that, but he was like fair to look upon. Um <laughs> so she has him come in as they're like cutting up some oranges, and every single one of the women like ends up cutting their hands because they just like can't look away from oh yeah. Bom, bom. Oh my god. Just Joseph Honestly... walks in and he's just such a smoke show. That every single woman like slips and cuts her hands. Like, okay, you're right. He's he's really fucking hot. <laughs> what a what a funny like addition to that story. Wait, so wait, where is is that in the Bible? Is that in That's the Jewish the tradition Bible. for the story? It's not in the Bible. It is in the Quran, and it is uh, in some later Jewish tradition. That's like, hysterical. Which um, like just makes all of the it, previous man shit we just talked about even worse it's like yeah it's yeah, like damn it because like because it's also just like another story about how like women are just constantly lusting after men just trying to get them to turn like i in my experience that's not, not very u- much been the case that's not usually what you see <laughs> weird how you're kind of Putting all that onus on them, isn't it, though? Is that not? No, it's them, dude. Suck you by. Kind of trying to get you to, hmm. trying to, get you to, to, to mate. You got to run away, Chris. Yeah, right. There's Honestly, there's a part of me that, like, wonders if just, like, there was some... Because, you know, long thousands and thousands of years ago, there's a, there's a likelihood, a certainty mm-hmm. that there were several areas across the globe throughout specific millennia Mm. that probably became wildly unpopulated due to plagues or famine or whatever like there were consistent population reductions in enclosed regions you know Mm. like i'm saying there were globally but like the overall population globally probably remained the same there were some population booms in an area of extreme, you know, of decades of great harvest in one area, mm-hmm. but areas of extreme drought somewhere else, and a lot of people die over there. Do you think just, like, there were, like, only, like, five people left in a place, and one of them was a woman, and four of them were just shitty, shitty gay men, and they were just like, you know, women are the yeah, worst. No, Chris, I'm not gonna lie to you. That is not at all where I thought that question was going. They I just was like, you know, for a long time. That was a long ride I wanted to take everybody on. But like, honestly, there's a point where it's kind of like the I've Bible hates women in a way yeah. that like you only really see misogynist gay men hate women. Like irrationally, to the point where it's like, oh, you don't know what any of. And, like, you don't, like, understand anything at all. Because there is a lot of, it's not very much talked about. There's a lot of misogyny in the gay male community. Mm. And a lot of it is, you know, 
a lot of it kind of sounds biblical in the same way the Bible sounds biblical of like, ew, women, and like, <laughs> they're the problem. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. No, Obviously I, I, not, I, I, and I'm making a joke, but I think not, it's a funny not joke the same, Not at all the same thing, but I mean, like, you can definitely, again, not at all the same thing, but you can definitely see how, like, a general distrust and distaste for women makes it pretty easy to like weaponize that shit to like you know talk to young boys maybe yeah well that's the other thing you know there it's not like i just like while we're Jew, questioning Catholic the Church. authors of of you know this this history and chris and asserts that it is scripture four gay men and one woman in a hilarious bc oh yeah sitcom yeah, this uh, I don't know the what authors. we'd call it. We'd probably call it by space. Mm. Bleh. Mm. <laughs> really, really yes. catchy. I like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bye. No. Bleh. But there were probably a shit ton of you know. I'm I'm sure a few pedophiles got their hands on on some authorship of the Bible. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I didn't you know, think about it as that much as it, well, I'm sure I mean, some, I'm head. sure some people of all stripes got their hands on authorship of the Bible. I'm sure there are several women involved in writing parts of the Bible that, you know, most of the Bible is totally uncredited to argue differently mm -hmm. is like, well, how the fuck would you know? But like, I do know it, was written by thousands of people over thousands of years, so it seems likely that I wonder there might have been a few women involved. You yeah, know, I wonder if we have lost. It's just like a bunch of dip because <laughs> we've gone down the checklist of religions, and we're just like, "Ha, you're silly, you're silly, you're silly today." Uh, I think uh, I, I think listeners it. to this cast uh, <laughs> expect a certain amount of irreverence. <laughs> that is that is fair. That is fair. After all, I am dressed like Doctor Strange. I was formerly eating pie. I should have gotten two of them. You are correct in that. And that's the showgram. That's the showgram, y'all. This was a good. This is a good little app. I think we were a little chaotic in the beginning, but that's usually how we are. And especially since I've been like in and out a lot and harrison's been busy as fuck he's got two weddings to go to this week mm. he was at comic-con the other week mm -hmm. he's a busy boy that's true who are All you right. talking are you talking to me are you talking, talking to the you. listener they I'm i mean you? both you're still here yeah i mean you should get out of here we're, we're wrapping things Chewing. up i mean you can stick around for the cleanup if you want this is nothing if not the cleanup <laughs> All right, follow us on the stuff. We already said it earlier, I think, and it'll be in the description if we didn't. Yeah. Um, love you. Uh, bye bye. Mm -hmm.